Hey guys, in this week's episode, I'm going to be talking specifically about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, also known as AOC. I'm going to be talking about the impact she made on Texas in the many different ways she's basically saved and helped Texas and how much money specifically she's given to Texas through fundraisers and stuff throughout the recent winter storm, snowstorm that's been going on the past couple of weeks and the second topic I'm going to be talking about is basically a COVID update and what I mean by that specifically is how many deaths the U.S. has reached just because of COVID and since it's been a little more than a year now since U.S. got its first COVID case so obviously we all went in quarantine and lockdown after that but I would like to give a COVID update and specifically talk about the Texas Dallas County area and just altogether talk about where we've reached, how many, how much the death toll has increased, and how COVID still hasn't really stopped. And I think that's really important to realize, and not just because it's the beginning of a new year, that we should completely forget about COVID. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode. So first of all, let's talk about who AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez really is. So first off, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez otherwise known by her initials, AOC is an American politician who serves as the U.S. representative for the New York um, 14th Congressional District, and she's been serving the New York Democratic representative um, since 2019. Personally, I think she's an amazing activist. She's great at spreading the word about important issues going around, and of course I follow her and stuff, but that's completely irrelevant. I love how she spreads the word and just can get so much done and make such a large impact that actually does help so many different people that we don't actually realize in just a short amount of days, which I will shortly be talking about how she's helped Texas in just a few days and how much really impacted Texas while our Senator Ted Cruz went to fly to Cancun and blamed on his daughters. So love that Ted Cruz. Thanks so much for helping out, dude. Love you. Please quit. Thank you. Okay, that is besides the point. <laughs> okay, so the New York representative AOC basically was spread an effort, a fundraising effort, um, spearheaded by her, and she wanted to help these storm battered Texans, and she raised more than $4 million in just a few days. So last Saturday, Ocasio-Cortez was on the ground in Texas and she came immediately to celebrate the success of the fundraising effort that she previously launched a couple days before on Thursday that will go to local organizations providing Texans food, assistance, homelessness relief, and elder care. She was also joined by Democratic Texans representatives Sylvia Garcia and Sheila Jackson-Lee, all of whom did help fill the boxes at the Houston Food Bank. And this is what she quoted, and I just love this quote. I think it's amazing. Um, it really goes to show how much she cares about the entire country because obviously she only represents New York, and she's technically only responsible for representing New York. But this just goes to show how much she goes out of her way to actually make a difference, and it shows how much she cares about helping the entire country as a whole. So she said, when disaster strikes, this is not just an issue for Texans. This is an issue for our entire country, Ocasio-Cortez told reporters. And our whole country needs to come and rally together behind the needs of Texans all across the state. And she added, that's the New York spirit. 
that's the Texas spirit, and that's the American spirit. I love how she, at the end of that, she said that's the American spirit because it goes to show, like I said, she really wants to represent the country as a whole and not just her state that she's responsible for representing New York. And she really came through while Cruz left to Cancun, and he's really the person who um, got backlash and stuff, but of course he's the representative for Texas. He's not the representative, but he's a senator, so he's basically in charge of Texas. And I love how she just stepped up and she actually made a difference while he left. But the winter storm let across Texas did leave dozens dead and many homeless people froze to death, which unfortunately is horrible because Texas wasn't prepared. And of course, homeless people's situation, where are they going to sleep? They had to figure out how to survive in the freezing temperature, literally below freezing temperature, and honestly, they could die, and they did. Many people did, so because of the knocked out power from millions um, of people in Texas for days, and many still don't have safe drinking water, so I am very grateful that I had, I have safe drink water right now. I have a working water. I have working heat. I have power. I have electricity. I'm very grateful for those things. And of course, many people have gone back, but a lot of people lost theirs for like 80 consecutive hours or things like that. And of course, people some like lost their homes. There are thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars they have to pay in damages, such as burst pipes flooding and stuff. And if you want to find out more about that, I did talk about that in my previous episode, so go check out last week's episode for that. And Sylvia Garcia said the fundraising idea was spurred by AOC, who sent her a text saying that she wanted to help. Um, Garcia told her then, and she said, you know we're from Texas, right? And she told that to the reporters. Who does things with New York? We always make fun of New York, but this time we love New York. And AOC announced the fundraising on Thursday afternoon, so a couple days before she came on Saturday, and she announced it on Twitter. And within two hours, the effort had already pulled $325,000 just in donations. That is freaking amazing, y'all. Like, I'm sorry, but how can AOC have that much of an impact if she literally got three hundred twenty five thousand dollars three hundred grand in just a couple of hours like that goes to show how much she can really make an impact and how much she actually cares even Sylvia Garcia the Texas representative said that about AOC she literally said we love New York and we we're like surprised that she contacted us and it was all her idea and she just sent a simple text saying we want to help um because of the entire disaster and catastrophe that's going on for Texas and by Friday morning, so the day after Thursday, that uh, they found out that they already raised $325,000 just by, in donations. By Friday morning, the total was up to $2 million. So this lady, not even in 48 hours, not even in a full two days, she raised up to $2 million. Like, I'm scared to see how much she will do in the long run. That's amazing i actually admire how much she can do and how she decides to help texas like of course many states try to help texas and stuff but this goes to show how much she actually helped texas i know i've been repeating that but it's so true aoc really did help texas and she pulled through and no one was even asked her to no one expected her to it wasn't like any strings attached or any kind of deal or anything like that it's just she was the one who wanted to help. So that goes to show how much she actually raised and how 
kind of a, was um, for her to actually help. And of course, on Saturday, she was the one doing hands-on work, going around, helping everybody like get more money and stuff for fundraising and donations. So as of Saturday afternoon, there was a total of $4 million, um, according to AOC. And as the Houston Public Media reported, that money will go towards several organizations, including the Houston Food Bank, Family Elder Care, Feeding Texas, and the Bridge Homeless Recovery Center. But chari- charity itself, while helpful, doesn't replace the need for policies that prevent power grids from failing in the future. And AOC did admit this. Like, Texas still wasn't ready. The power grids still aren't back on for many people across Texas, millions of people. And they obviously, just helping raise $4 million, unfortunately, doesn't help the entire Texas as a whole. So AOC also said that we... She specifically quoted, we need to make sure that we make short and long-term policy decisions to that this devastation, preventable devastation, never happens again. Can I just say, I love her determination in that. I think she is very determined to make sure that this doesn't happen again and fix the damages done. And I think that's great for especially New York because they have a really good representative, especially Democrat. Just point that out. Um, That's why we stand, AOC. And I love how she wants to fix the damages so that this doesn't happen again because who knows we never thought we would ever see a snowstorm out of all things in texas so and of course there were many disasters left to this so there are many causes snow. but again go check out last week's episode for that because i talked quite a while about that but yeah i think it's great that she said that this is a preventable devastation like this there is a way to stop this if it ever does happen again which it might who knows it might happen next year might happen um another time who knows so she wants texas to be prepared for that and i love how she um especially said that texas relies on its own electricity grid and the number of factors factors contribute to the massive power failures in texas and that it really needs to do that for it and also um she specifically if you're wondering she raised almost five million dollars in total according to sunday on february 21st which is really great because she announced that she would do this on thursday so that's like three days and just raising five million one million dollar at all is amazing but five like we stand oc yes queen um get it i guess okay um, let me just ignore what I just said there, but the New York Democrat did launch her fundraiser on Thursday after extremely cold weather, ice, and snow, and she caused the power grid managed by the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, otherwise known as ERCOT, to fail, leading to rolling blackouts and a boil water and advisory for nearly half of Texas. The fundraiser had hit $1 million by Thursday evening, and the next day, Ocasio-Cortez said that the donation figures had risen to $2 million, and she announced that she would visit the state. And the congresswoman's efforts come as Texas Senator Ted Cruz, a political adversary, faces backlash, including from members of his very own party, for flying to Cancun, Mexico last week as many of his constituents were left without power or water and in the freezing dark and cold. To raise money, Ocasio-Cortez is using the Act Blue, which is a democratic fundraising tool that helps her build 
an email list as she receives donations. And on Friday, the Congresswoman said that she would fly to Houston herself to join the Democratic Texas representative to help out even more. And that's what Sylvia Garcia was saying, that she helped distribute supplies, everything while in Texas. And while actually in Texas, the progressive lawmaker and other Democrats visited food distribution centers, water delivery sites, and toured the damage left behind from an unprecedented storm. I love how she is obviously checking the damage is done and she's trying to fix it herself. She didn't have, she didn't need to do that. She didn't have to. She already raised $2 million by not actually being there. And of course, Sylvia Garcia is to help. There are many people um, involved in this, but I love how AOC is the one who started all this. So if y'all want to find more about this, I will leave a couple articles I definitely think are worth reading just to find out more about this amazing Democratic representative. I will leave those in the description of this episode. So go check those out to get a little aware of the impact she's making on Texas and how she actually helped Texas and the specific ways she helped Texas. And also go check out a couple more links in the description of this episode to figure out how you can make a small impact, but still an impact to help Texas. So now we will move on to the COVID update. Okay, so for the second part of this episode, obviously I'm going to be giving a COVID kind of reality check. So as I said in the intro of this episode, more than 500,000 people have died from COVID-19 in the U.S., which is definitely unimaginable. It's scary, and it really makes us things in perspective it makes us think about the ways if we're being safe or not and how much we're actually going out because I know I see a bunch of my friends just going out and being irresponsible and not wearing a mask and I don't really care if the people you're hanging out with has or doesn't have COVID or is like recovering from COVID and has a negative case of COVID you still should not hang out with people there's a reason online school is being held there's a reason people are dying and there's a reason that people are getting sick and immensely injured and that they're getting 2,000 new cases like every single day. So don't hang out with people, period. Okay. And if you do, just be safe and wear a mask, please. Okay. Going back to what I was talking about, more than 500,000 people have died from COVID in the U.S. This past week, President Biden asked Americans to mark the 500,000 deaths with a moment of silence at Sunset Monday to basically just reflect and, you know, take a moment of silence. He also ordered all the American flags on all federal buildings lower to half staff for five days straight. So COVID has killed at least 100,000 people in the past five weeks and was the leading cause of death in the new country in January, ahead of heart disease, cancer, and other ailments, according to an analysis by the Kaiser Family Foundation. So. If y'all think COVID is over just because it's been a new year, I think that was the big mistake a lot of people made with it being a new year. They were just like, oh my God, 2021 is going to be so much better. It's going to be a new fresh start. We're going to have such a little refresh from the COVID quarantine. And I'm like, no, you're not. COVID is still going on. Although it's been a new year, COVID is still a thing. 100,000 people died in the last five weeks of this year. COVID isn't over just because vaccines are being handed out. Many people are still in great danger with COVID and you should still be completely taking all the precautions and still being completely safe with COVID because it's still a thing. 
And I think it's irresponsible and stupid that people think it's not just because it's like a new year and like a refresh or whatever. Um, I obviously can't see me, but refresh in quotes. Um, Yeah. And just to tell y'all, NPR specifically said that COVID is ahead of heart disease, cancer, and lung disease, which are some pretty big diseases. So that just puts in perspective on how serious COVID actually is. Like losing half a million lives to this disease was completely unimaginable when the first few people died of COVID-19 in the U.S. last February. So it's like been a full year, more than a year actually, since the first case happened. And obviously we didn't know how long COVID would last. We're like, oh, we're going to have like the end of last year off. Like it'll only be three months. We'll still go back to school in the fall. Wrong. It's still going on. And obviously it'll keep going on and obviously we will get the vaccines but for the general public most likely it might come out in June July who knows but still try to be safe with COVID. So this disease soon began to ravage nursing homes and the five boroughs of New York City because it's so populated and crowded and just there's so many people like all put together so obviously that was like a big part um, that got COVID striked if you will which frequently strike those left most vulnerable because of their old age, poor health, job requirements, or just the crowded living conditions, such as in like homeless shelters, you're all just in one room with like a bunch of different beds and nursing homes and things like that. So now around 2,000 people die from the disease every single day on average, according to data from John Hopkins University, down from a high of over 3,000 a day on average in mid-January. The pandemic's deadliest day in the U.S. so far has been January 12th, if you were wondering, when 4,400 people died. That massive number and the loss of those people from our society has not been acknowledged at all on how serious that actually was. And um, we can't think that these people are just disposable and dispensable and that we can just get along very well without them. It's those kind of like blinders and that sap through the strength of the whole society and kind of put everybody at risk and there's much that could be learned from everybody who dies and passes away and or just gets seriously ill due to COVID and much that would be added if we were to actually honor those people's lives and take into consideration into our own and to actually you know learn from those mistakes um not really a mistake actually it's just like learn from the things that happened to other people unfortunately they passed away now you shouldn't you shouldn't be hanging out with people and just like go oh I don't know those people they just died because of COVID like you could very well be sick of due to COVID right now so how we got here in the first place is basically that the death count in the U.S far exceeds that of other countries, which is really bad. And that's a fact that the health experts attribute to the scattered patchwork pandemic response from the Trump administration and how poor of a job they actually did. Um, and um, like from the very beginning, we we didn't really know what was going on. We had the luxury just because of how poor um, and how the Trump administration really obviously did not um, handle it very well. And we already saw what, what happened in China. We saw COVID ravaging through Europe. We ha- could have prepared better due to, we could have learned um, better, but obviously Trump administration being led by Trump didn't do anything to help. But like what I'm saying is we could have learned from those mistakes. We could have hunkered down and all those things. And obviously there are so many experts that have stayed the shortages of 
personal protective equipment, testing supplies, and contact tracing capacity as some of the missing pieces that could have actually saved lives. Like, if we had put those public health measures in place for the past year, we probably wouldn't be in this position in the first place. And we have not paid people to make it feasible for most people to actually safely shelter in place. We also haven't ensured that workplaces for those who really have to go to work and are safe. We haven't equipped workers who must go to work with adequate personal protective equipment just so they're safe and they can still get paid and get the requirements that they need to not completely go broke. So that's just kind of like, that's so true though. And this is probably the most heartbreaking fact about reaching half a million U.S. deaths due to this disease. It's just stating that the toll is still rising even more. and probably most of the deaths, 100,000 deaths and much more, have been just in 2021. So obviously, just because of the new year, COVID is still at a peak. I don't think many people realize that. And although that new new infections and hospitalizations are slowing after a midwinter peak, the country still has a long way to go to end this pandemic. And just because of the vaccine, this pandemic isn't over. It's still a long way, and that decline is really fragile, and it could change at any time because COVID was just so unprecedented. We didn't know what would happen. We didn't know any of that, and to be honest, we don't want people to like drop their guard and think that now is the time to throw their masks away and start gathering because that's going to erase all the progress that we've made by staying home, lockdown, online school, every single thing. And we do still have to continue to employ the mitigation strategies that we've been discussing um, with the president since the beginning of the pandemic because people are still dying. And that's just a reality check. People are still dying because of COVID and you can't be as ignorant enough to care so much to hang out with your friends while people are literally dying. And I'm just, I'm not even trying to be dramatic. Like, okay, that sounds a little dramatic, but have you looked at the death rate? Half a million deaths just due to COVID. Like, it's not a just thing. It's a big deal. It's a gigantic deal. Uh, um, so lastly, before I end this, I would like to talk about the Texas area and specifically Dallas County reporting 789 coronavirus cases, 25 deaths, and Tara adds 470 cases and 11 fatalities. Um, so basically, con- county judge Clay Jenkins said that he hopes that cases are returning to a more normal outlook than last week when winter storms kept reported numbers due to COVID low. Obviously, many people died because of the winter storm, but that's like a separate cause of the deaths. So Dallas County on Wednesday reported that 25 more COVID-19 deaths and 789 coronavirus cases. And basically, all these people... They're all from different parts of Dallas, but there are just so many people who do still get COVID. And the entirety of this is that County Judge um, Clay Jenkins said that the death toll is now 2,899 cases, I mean deaths, just in the past like few months. Like that's not even all of it. That's just, and in the past week, there are just 789 cases. Can you even imagine that? Like just a small city we live in, got that many new cases. I know that doesn't seem a lot considering the population, but that is a lot for one week. That's 
that definitely puts things into perspective. And although like health officials still use hospitalizations and intensive care admissions in emergency room visits as key metrics, um, and they do that to keep track of the real-time impact of COVID-19 in this county. And in the 24-hour period that ended on Tuesday, 548 COVID-19 patients were in acute care in hospitals in the county. So during that same period, 438 ER visits were for symptoms of the disease. And according to the state, 262,962 people in the Dallas County have received at least one dose of a coronavirus vaccine, while 127,474 are completely and fully vaccinated, which just means that they got their two doses. So like, Across the state entirety of Texas, 7,517 more cases were reported on Wednesday. So including 7,000 new cases and 517 older ones recently reported by labs. So if you think that where we are living, COVID is slowing down, then you are completely ignorant. You are wrong. And honestly, you're a little foolish to think that. Because just in a total of Texas as a full state, that has 7,000 new cases in the entire state just over the past seven days. Like, it also reported 339 COVID-19 deaths, raising its total Texas toll, you might want to hold your horses, 41,980 deaths just due to COVID. That is a pretty large number, and that's probably like, what, a 20th of the U.S. rate, which for 50 states, that is quite a lot. Of course, there was the entirety um, of Texas is basically like 2,613,792. Um, just for the coronavirus case total. So obviously, 2 million cases, almost 3 million is quite a lot. So I guess I... um. That just kind of puts things in perspective. Honestly, you would be too ignorant and foolish to hang out with people or do anything that's unsafe. With like, obviously, you can do things, but just try to be responsible and try to be safe about it. But that's just kind of that's kind of common sense, especially considering how many deaths there's been. Um, just for Texas, forty one thousand deaths, almost forty two thousand. That's kind of freaking crazy, and literally almost three million cases just in Texas, like just where we live there's not many cases. I think that just puts things in so much perspective for you. And yeah, that is basically the end of this episode. To conclude, I will just say to check out the links I'm putting in the description. Um, if they don't work, if you can't click on it and doesn't go straight to the link, then you can try copy and pasting it into your browser and I'm pretty sure it'll work then. But yeah, that's just a quick reminder to catch up on the sources every single week. Stay updated on these things. They really do matter just because we stay in our little bubble. They do matter. The outside world, the environment, everything matters. Um, the entire death toll, COVID. It matters. So just try to stay caught up on that. And yeah, I will link a few articles down below just about what I talked about today. And I hope you were informed and learned more about the current COVID update. And AOC, of course. We love her. Bye!